My friends, welcome back to another shir from the base medrash Besimcha. Going virtual here from Telem, a little base hymnet from Kiryat Arba. And today we'll be learning about the Al-Hanisim prayer in honor of the upcoming holiday of Hanukkah. Bezrat Hashem, tonight we're all excited to start saying Al-Hanisim. And this shir will be dedicated, like all of our shirs, the shame call Israel for the protection of our brothers and sisters fighting all over Israel, especially down in Aza, and for the foolish lame of anyone who needs a healing, and for any Yeshuas that Am Yisrael needs. Nothing better than learning about tefillah, and Baruch Hashem had a long eight-hour shift to learn a little bit about the Al-Hanisim prayer. I'm basing a lot of this on the insights of Rabbi Avi, I think Bogliminski, if I'm getting the name, I'm sure he'll forgive me. He's got an unbelievable safer called Vidibar Tabam, which I use all the time. Tremendous Talmud Chacham. And some other insights from other great rabbis. Let's jump right into it. So we know that Chazal decreed that we have an obligation to do Hallel Vehoda'ah. So Hallel, we all know about that, right? But what, where's the Hoda'ah? So Hallel, actually, um, we imagine that's the Hallel we sing after Shachers. But the Hoda'ah perhaps seems to refer to the Al-Hanisim prayer. And the Al-Hanisim prayer is absolutely the essence of Hanukkah. So don't miss it. It's true that if you forgot it, you don't have to go back in your Shemona Estray, but that's because rabbis had mercy on us. But the truth is, this is the essence of the whole Hanukkah, is to tap in to the meaning of Al-Hanisim. So Al-Hanisim comes mitoch modi, mitoch the gratitude prayer. And I, I was thinking, first we have to intellectually recognize, that's modim, all the blessings in our life. And from that intellectual understanding, of all the miracles in our lives, and of course the miracles that happen on Hanukkah, then we can go to this emotional place of the Hallel when we sing it after Shachars. So that works out rather nicely. Alanisim, also in benching we have, we put it in the Nodelecha. In the gratitude prayer, we, we insert our gratitude for the miracles of Hanukkah. Alhanisim. So anis, anis um, is... In the Torah, anase actually means a flag. It doesn't mean a miracle. It always means a flag. So the Svarim explain that it's like a Shem putting out a flag and saying, look, I'm here. You might not have realized I'm here, but look, I'm here. Of course, we believe that Hashem is everywhere, but the miracles remind us, make us more aware of His presence. And Dafka during wartime, there's many, many miracles. In this particular war, if you're looking out, you know, listening to podcasts, I've heard dozens of stories of miracles already. Um, with all the pain, there's also so many open revelations of a Kaddish Baruch Hu out there. If you're like, what am, what am I talking about? What, I, I want to hear all these miracle stories. So reach out to me. I'll send you a good 10 or 20, maybe five times one day. I'll even you know make a podcast about all the miracles that are happening in this war. But it's a little close to home, so I haven't put out anything uh, just yet. I haven't felt ready. But if you're if you're... If you're curious about what miracles are happening even today, uh, please reach out. I'll send you some miracles. In any case, Al-Hanisim. 
So Nase again is reminding us of the of of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. I think also another word for miracles for salvations. Uh, and all of the gvura and the chua. So chua again means salvations. What's the gvuras? So I remember learning in a sefer. I forgot which sefer, but it was a gvaldik chasidic sefer many years ago. That the miracle was that we, the Jewish people, had the gvura. We decided we're not going to get slaughtered, al kiddush Hashem. We're going to fight al kiddush Hashem. And when the Maccabees, right, when when Matisiahu got up and fought against the Greek who tried to put make Jews eat pig and tried to put Avodazara in the in the in the base Amigdash, when the women got up with their gvura, that itself was a miracle. We said we're going to fight. We're not going to just be, you know, slaughtered. And of course, obviously, what we're saying is super relevant today. The fact that the Jewish people are willing to fight the stories of Vur that are coming out from October 7th. I can tell you about my friend Yosef, who is a gibor. I played Ultimate Frisbee with him on Fridays. One of my, a good friend of mine. And he ran up with his brother Asher in, in, and fought a hero and saved many people's lives. And unfortunately, was struck down. This itself is a miracle. The Jewish people have such a, a strength and power. The Gvura that we inherited from Yitzchak Avinu, who is a Gibor, Mezrat Hashem. So we're thanking God for His miracles, but also for our Gvura. For our, our ability to overcome our fears, our desires, and go straight into warfare. It's unbelievable. Even here, people are fighting to get into Aza. You would think, no, I want to save, stay back in the safer areas. No, people want to fight for Am Yisrael. It's unbelievable. Well, Valha different lashonas according to this as far as niflaot val nechamot, but according to Ashkenaz val milchamot. But as far as adds in niflaot val nechamot val milchamot. So everyone agrees that we're thanking God for the wars. As far as adds in niflaot val nechamot, I've seen in other contexts, a pele refers to the daily miracles that we experience. The miracle of being able to go to the bathroom, for example. The miracle of being able to hear and to listen to this podcast. That's uh, nechamot. Uh, that's niflaot. Nechamot, even the consolations that, that, that God is, gives us. We thank you for that too. That you did for our fathers. In those days, at this time. But of course, in, in this context, even in these days, God is still doing miracles for us. And it's just as relevant then as now, of course. Now, let's jump into it. Now, you'll notice that Bimei Matadiao, the Hanukkah story, is a lot longer than the Purim story. I, I wonder if it's perhaps because we already have a summary of the Purim story in the Megillah, but we don't have a reading of Sefer Maccabim. It's not one of the holy books. So the Alanisim gives us the chance, eight days, to review the, the story of Hanukkah. It's also interesting that in the Gemara in Shabbos, and it, it stresses that the, my Hanukkah, what's Hanukkah? The miracle of the oil that lasted eight days. Whereas in Alanisim, the miracle that's stressed is the war, overcoming the enemies. Not a mention of that in the Gemara and Shabbos. So many, many rabbis have discussed this issue. If Salvechik talks about it, if Jonathan Sachs talks about it. In any case, I think the simplest understanding is, of course, what we're celebrating is the fact that we beat the Greeks, the war. But the candles is our way of telling us, reminding us that it wasn't just that we beat the Greeks, that Hashem helped us through miracles to beat the Greeks. And what was the goal of beating the Greeks? 
of bringing the Shechina into our midst. Never to forget the goal of it all. But in uh, Al Anisim prayer, we stress the military miracle. Okay, let's jump into it. In the days of Matityahu, the son of Yochanan Kohen Gadol. As we mentioned, Matityahu was a Kohen, and he witnessed that the Syrian Greeks were putting idols in the Beit HaMikdash, and he refused to, you know, allow that. So he moved with his kids to Modi'in. He didn't want to witness Zeus in the Beit HaMikdash. And then the Greeks went to Modi'in, and they asked... Uh, if I remember correctly, I asked them to do a pig or to eat pig, to break Torah. And Matityahu killed the Mityaven, the Jew who had given in to these Greeks and a few Greek soldiers too. And that began a revolution where Matityahu and his children hid out in the caves. And Matityahu actually do, died within the year. But his children, Yehuda and Maccabi, the most famous of which, war, launched this unbelievable genius war against the Greeks, the world superpower, and actually won. So Matityahu gets a special mention, uh, as does his father, Yochanan Kohen Gadol. Uh, why does Yochanan get a special mention? I, I, was one, I believe, perhaps, it's to remind us that they were fighting, but they were fighting from a place of being Kohanim, of holy gvura, from fighting for the Beit HaMikdash, taking that zealot tree that, you know, Levi had with Shimon and that Moshe Rabbeinu had, uh, with uh, the, the Egel and, and using it in a holy way. Um, now, Yohanan Kon Gadol himself was working in the Beit HaMikdash when Hashem gave him a prophecy. The Gemara in Sota Lama Gimel says that his children had beaten Antiochus. And he himself actually made a decree that Jews should not work on Chol HaMoed. They shouldn't allow blacksmiths to make a lot of noise because it would take away from the energy, from the holy energy of Cholamoid. So perhaps as a, uh, as a Midah connected Midah, his children brought a new holiday to Am Yisrael where the Minag is, not just women, but men too, don't work during that first half hour when the candles are lit. And his care for the holiness is what brought forth his children fighting and bringing new holy days for the Jewish people. So that's a little bit about Yochanan Kohen Gadol, Kesh Chashmonai Uvanav, the Hasmonian, and his children, Kesh Amdu Malchad Yavan or Yishalam Alamcha Yisrael, when the kingdom of Yavan, the wicked kingdom, came out against the Jewish about, against the Jewish people. I always notice that the Yavan is the Yud, which symbolizes the Kadosh Baruch Hu Hashem, which is supposed to be Vav Nun, supposed to be brought out. The Vav is a little longer. The Nun bring, goes down to the world. It's supposed to bring out Hashem to the world, but it was being used, unfortunately, to obsess around human beauty and to make humans a god instead of making God the god. So they switched everything around. And so we take beauty and we are, go out of our way to use that beauty to serve Hashem on Hanukkah. It's the only holiday that we have three levels, Mahadrin and Mahadrin, kosher, Mahadrin and Mahadrin and Mahadrin, and every Jew goes out of their way to do the mitzvah in the most beautiful way we're doing the tikkun for Greece, as Rabbi Foreman taught me. In any case, so Yavan was wicked. They, they did the opposite of their purpose in the world. To make us forget our Torah. Right? And the Gemara, the Midrash compares uh, the Yavanim, the Greeks, to, to, uh, to Choshech, to darkness. Torah is there to bring us light, to bring us purpose, Right? 
imagine you're in a dark room and, and, and what allows you to get around? Your, your flashlight, right? You take out your iPhone and you take, put the flashlight on. So that's the Torah. It gives us purpose. It gives us meaning in this dark world. And the Greeks wanted to help us, wanted to make us forget our purpose, wanted to make us forget it all. They, they, that was their issue. To make us stop doing the chukim, right? And the Greeks said, anything that we have no rational explanation doesn't make sense. Why would you celebrate that? Brit Milah doesn't make any sense. Whereas Hasidus Kabbalah says, Dafka the chukim, Dafka the laws, which we don't have rational explanation, but we do it because we trust a Kaddish Baruch Hu, that actually brings us to a higher spiritual level. The chukim higher than the rational laws. So, give out. So they wanted to take us away from the chukim. And you, in your mercy, maybe we didn't deserve it, but Hashem, in your mercy, you stood us up against our enemies. You fought our fight. You judged our, their judgment. You avenged their revenge, our revenge. Right? When we went and fought for God, God goes and fights for us. And amazingly, what's the nekama? The Greeks, the Midrash says, would not allow us to celebrate Sukkot. So how do we get back at them? We have a new holiday called Hanukkah, eight days of celebrating. That's the ultimate revenge. We hit them where it hurts, you know? And a lot to think about in terms of the nakama that is necessary right now against uh, some of the the, the chevra in, in, in uh, Aza right now. The nakama. how do we hit them where it hurts? How do we dafka, take away what they want to take from us Something we can all think about. In any case, God hit, hit them where they hurt. God, they wanted to take away holiness. Every Jew gets involved. It doesn't matter how secular you are. Everyone is celebrating Hanukkah. That's our revenge. You gave over the, the strong ones in front of the weak ones. The great ones in front of the small ones. Okay, so this is the miracle of all Jewish history. But certainly uh, the paradigm is, is in Hanukkah. And the impure for the pure, for and the wicked into the tzaddikim. One might ask, why does it matter? You know, who, who that they're impure? Why is that relevant? Perhaps one could argue that's the whole essence. They're fighting for the beta megas. They're fighting for purity. So that's that's the topic at hand. You could also perhaps say that this refers to the Jews who are tamei, because really a non-Jew doesn't have a status of impure. It's not relevant to him. But for a Jew, he can be impure. A Jew who is being mityaven, uh, who is being uh, secularized, Hellenized. Unfortunately, there was a lot of them at the time. And so the, they too were handed over um, in, in the hands of the Maccabees. Um, and wicked ones into the hands of those who immerse themselves in Torah. That's that's whole idea of Hanukkah is a continuation of Torah Shabbat Pet. It's a rabbinical holiday. And the best thing to do on Hanukkah is to learn Torah, learn Gemara, learn Torah Shabbat Pet, learn Tefillah, which is also uh, rabbinical. So that's the best way to fight the Greeks. And you made a great name, a holy name in your world, right? We are here to Makadesh Shem Shemayim. And that's what we're fighting for. And you, for your nation, made a great salvation. Like this day, perhaps al derech I'd like to say, just like a day is an absolute miracle, right? That it goes from night to day, and then all the complicated astrology 
and all the crazy laws that need to happen in order for a day to happen. That's also a miracle and and just as big of a miracle as the open revealed miracles like we saw in Hanukkah. And afterwards, we went to your base of Migdash. You would think after the war, let's go back to our family, let's hang out. No, right away, right away, we went to the base of Migdash. But I wonder if at the end of this war, if instead of going straight back home, everybody just go home, we had a group trip, not just to the Kotel, at least to the Kotel, but to Harabais, Bezrat Hashem, that would be unbelievable end of the war. And we'll see our families there, they'll meet us there. Anyways, the Yidin, they entered the base of Megdash, Ufinu at Hechalach, and they cleared out the Hechal, the, the sanctuary, Vatiru at Megdashecha, and they purified the Megdash, Yidliku Nera Bechatrukachecha, and then they lit candles in the Chatzer. Now, normally, the Lubavitch Rabbi points out, the Chatzer, the, the place of the base of Megdash is, is inside, not in the Chatzer. But perhaps because it was impure, they had to light it outside. And that way, everyone could see the miracle of Hanukkah, of how the light lasted uh, those miraculous eight days. Chasim Sofer actually is an interesting uh, shot. He says, wait a second. What's the, everyone asked the question, the Shulchan Aruch's question, what is it, why are we celebrating eight days? Really, there was enough oil to last one day, so really we should only celebrate seven days. But he says, maybe if it was outside, it was the winter, then the oil they had would have only been enough to last indoors, but it wouldn't have been enough to last outdoors. So it was already a miracle that it lasted a full day when it was outdoors. Creative shot of the Chasim Sofer. Another 200 answers to that question. Anyways, it was, on, it was in the outside. It was taking the holiness of the inside and bringing it outside, which brings us back to, you know, what we do in Hanukkah, take the holiness of the house and bring it outside. And the rabbis established these eight days, eight days, to be modet, to recognize and to, pr- and to praise your great name. On that note, I'll just mention that the Ramban asks so beautifully and so famously, why are we here in this world? What is the purpose of it all? And the Ramban explains, we are here to sing thanks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We're here to, to recognize that all of life is a gift, to have a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that is the reason why the Midrash says, what is it, the reason the world is created? For the mitzvah of Bikurim, i.e. giving our first fruits to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Why do we, what's the first thing a Yid does in the morning? He thanks HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So it says Moda'ani. And what is the essence of basically every mitzvah in the Torah? To recognize that all of life is a gift, not to be taken for granted, and to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Hanukkah is that time of the year when we tap into that when we're singing Alanisim, when we're lighting the candles, which the Rambam says the essence of lighting candles is, is an expression of gratitude to Kaddish Baruch Hu. And this is, this is the essence of life. Every single day we need to make time to do Isbodu this to personally thank Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's not good enough to just think about it. When I was preparing this year, I was thinking about this and I actually took 15 minutes to just thank Hashem for all the good things in my life, for all the hard things in my life. And it's a totally different world. Not just to think it, but to say it. You gotta say it. Now you might ask me of Kalman, but at this time, during a war, when there's so much tragedy that's happening all around us, and I will say, yes, that's exactly the time. All the time. The Gemara and Brachas teaches us, just like a person's obligated to say thank you during the good times, he's obligated to say thank you during the hard times. We're obligated, when we, to the best of our ability, to constantly thank Hashem all of our lives, every single day of our lives. And this chus of thank you, Hashem, Dafka during those hard times, 
with our Amuna that it's all for the best. That's going to bring the Yeshuas. That's going to bring the, the the blessings into our lives that we that Am Yisrael needs so badly. And you see, I see it in here in the army. We're not getting down. There's challenges all around us, but we still make time for gratitude, for positivity, for joy, to always choose joy, get back up again and be joyous. And this is the essence of all of life, this life and the next life, no matter what's happening in our lives, to not let the Yibanim mentality of, 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 of ungratitude, of complaining, of kvetching. Yes, there's a time in our day. Take five minutes a day to do Shema Kolenu and, and, and Davin and say Tehillim for sure. But there's a time for prayer. But most of the time we have to train our brains to look for the good, to say thank you. And Hanukkah is that time when we absolutely Bezrat Hashem, go out of our ways to thank, thank, thank Hashem as much as possible, to sing to Hashem, to make some time at the candles tonight, and thank Hashem. When you're saying your Alanisim, thank Hashem. Make some time at the end of your Shimon Estre to go through all the good things in your life, all of your body parts, all of the hard things. And Bezrat Hashem, let's ingrain this, this minog of constantly thanking Hashem into our lives. Bezrat Hashem B'Shem. Ko Ay ala nizim, ay ala purgan, ay ala guro, ay ala juot, ay ala milchamo, ay ala zita labote, no bayami mayem bananaze.